welcome to the 83rd episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So it's been a while since we talked about infrastructure. Roger, I know you're writing a note about Build Back Better right now. Can you update us on your thinking around how the latest version of the plan in- impacts telecom? Yeah. So if we all remember, and it's now, you know, before the war in Ukraine and all the other craziness that happened, late last year, a huge uh, spending bill called the Build Back Better Plan died in the Senate, right? And it, it died in the Senate around both the scope of it and, and, and the funding of it. And now it's coming back much more curtailed, much more focused, but there's still the same funding issue attached to it that, that you know, really raised my alarm bells last year. And I, I fully agree that we can't do everything on on debt, and we have to look at how we do how do we fund all of these things. But the provision that's still in there is that the tax deductibility of auction spending would go away. And you know we we have to remember that the wireless industry as a whole spent a hundred and. $20 billion on Spectrum over the last two years, more than ever before in any time period. And if the deductibility of, of these amounts goes away, that amounts to about $13 billion after tax. So break this down for us, right? The carriers spend money at auction, and then the way things work today is that that's money then they, they can write off in their tax bill. Is that correct? That is correct. And, you know, when we go back 20 years, that was $1.5 billion that they saved per year. Now that is $13 billion. And to put in context, that's about 40% of capital expenditure. And we have to put this a little bit in, in like a bigger context. All of the wireless carriers' stock price is under a lot of pressure because Wall Street investors are saying, you're spending all this money on capital expenditure. Where is the money? How are you going to, to recoup that? Right. And when you look at you know, the wireless industry service revenue over the 4G period, it didn't go up. It largely stayed the same, a little bit up, a little bit down, but overall it was flat. So investors are saying what has changed right and you know when you look at especially AT&T and and Verizon you look at companies that have to fund a significant amount of dividend payments they have to fund buyback of of debt and pay down their debt in T-Mobile's case they committed to buying back stock you have companies like Dish that are, you know, I expect them to to launch in in less than two months uh, or thereabout. Um, they want to build out too, and they have spent a lot of money on on uh, on on Spectrum, and all of them 
will be hit. And then you have to think about it. How how will the wireless industry have to do this? Will they will they decrease their dividend payments? Probably not, because otherwise they'll get beaten up by Wall Street. They will get equally beaten up by Wall Street if they don't reduce their leverage, meaning their their debt. So the easiest way to cut back is actually then to cut back on capital expenditure. And this is exactly the opposite, what you would want to have as a growth-oriented policy, because where would this hit the first? Wireless carriers still would build out predominantly where a lot of people live, urban areas, biggest bang for the buck, right? Mm-hmm. The people who get who will have to wait for 5G are the people who live in rural America. So we would make it harder for Americans in rural America to get 5G in high speed and another opportunity for another broadband provider at their home because both T-Mobile and, and Verizon are going gangbuster to do fixed wireless access in these parts. If this actually takes off, and it looks like it's taking off because half of net ads of the of home broadband is now fixed wireless, they will have to keep investing in these parts. And if the money is not there, you know, we were expanding the digital device, not closing it. And on top of it, $13 billion, it's tens of thousands, if not more than 100,000 jobs that are well-paying, well above the average rate that will get whacked. You know, I, I would say we have to look at it. And the, the wireless industry on which innovation happens is about the last part. And, and we all want to have 5G, right? There is a race to 5G. And we're the ones who go to one of our tires and let the air out. And then we're surprised that, that somebody will overtake us or we're not even getting there, right? That, that's what's really at stake here right now. Well, you've written some papers over the years, I know, about kind of the benefit of the different generational changes in wireless to the economy writ large. Presumably, it's much larger than whatever the, the, the tax receipts would be coming in. Absolutely. From this change as well, right? So it's kind of shooting the messenger in some respect. Absolutely. It is, it is handicapping ourselves, right? We should make it easier for investment. We should make it easier for innovation, right? Like some of our research has shown is that when you lose generational leadership, an industry dies and it doesn't come back, right? Or it takes a really, really long time to come back. I remember like two years ago, everybody was like asking me, why why does the U.S. not have any 5G infrastructure providers? Well, it's because we lost leadership when it went into 2G, and our infrastructure providers went either out of business or were sold. In 5G, we were clawing back to that, right? You have AWS, you have Microsoft that's doing things, you have companies like Airspan, you have companies like Mavenir, you have you have folks that are doing fantastic work. And we should make it easier for them in this country 
to make this happen, not more difficult. And every dollar you take out, out of CapEx here, is a dollar that can't be invested in American businesses. Right. And a lot of those, a lot of those companies you mentioned are in the open RAN space, right? So yeah, exactly. The cutting edge part of wireless right now from a kind of infrastructure perspective, a lot of that activity is happening in the US and, and you know, presumably there's going to be far less resources to invest in companies like that. Yeah. And you know, we have we have like insisted when it came to 3G and 4G that if companies like Nokia and, uh, and Ericsson, a Finnish and Swedish company, if they want to sell a lot of their equipment here in this country, they have to move jobs here. They have to move, and, and both of them build like large facilities in, in Dallas. They be build facilities in Silicon Valley and moved a lot of innovation here. And now we're, we're, we're harvesting the success of it and we're shooting it in the face. Because other countries, very well, if if we don't have enough business here, other countries will say, well, why don't you bring your development jobs to Europe? Why are you not bringing your development jobs to Japan, right? If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander, right? And so we need to have the right investment climate in this country. So what are the next steps as far as this bill? I know that's not final, final right now, but what, what, are, what are some of the different decision points in terms of whether or not this is actually going to happen? Well, it's, it's being kicked around in, in the Senate. And so we're right now in the middle of the sausage factory process where things get put in, things get put out, and a wrapper gets put around it. Right. So there's still time to avoid making this mistake is what you're saying. There's still time to avoid making this mistake. You know, the last time around, you know, the House passed it and it was held up in the Senate. And that's where it unfortunately died, because I think a lot of the things that are in this package are good things. It's just like, how do we fund it? I'm arguing mostly around how we fund it. Right. And because I think the funding is is fundamentally anti-growth and anti-innovation, and it will bite us in the back. It took us 20 years to come back to, to having a leadership in wireless. And now, you know, we're sick and tired of winning. And it should be somebody else's turn again. That's like the attitude. And so after, what, 10 minutes of talking, I'm now speechless. <laughs> all right well on that revelation we will talk to you next week all right i'll talk to you next week thank Thanks. you